On today's episode of A Good Waste of Time, we hear about the merits of pen and paper role-playing games and board games. We also hear the song The Day I Lost You from the artist Stills. So everybody, welcome to A Good Waste of Time. Welcome to A Good Waste of Time. On today's episode of A Good Waste of Time, we take a detour from the digital space and venture into the physical plane, and we also hop into our own imaginations. We're going to be talking about board games and pen and paper games. My name is Zach, and I'm here (coughs) with my very good buddy, Chris. You want to say hi? Uh, I'm... I'm Chris now? Yeah. Man, you okay. sound really good, Chris. <laughs> uh, if only it could be you. Well, hi. hi. That's wonderful. Yeah, hi. Did, did you just raise oh, your no. voice a little bit? Like, hi! <laughs> <laughs> you son oh, of dude. a bitch. <laughs> you caught me off guard. Yeah, man. yeah, I did. I'm sorry about that. It was, it was, it was just like a spur-of-the-moment thing. I was like, I'm going to introduce myself as Zach. I like Going to see how it feels. Guess what? <laughs> Felt nice. Felt real All good. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I can I do it, Chris, with a K? Is that okay? I will hunt you down. Oh no! Yeah, you think Madden guy was pissed? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> you could do Zach with a CK. I mean, that's oh, that's all right, all right, yeah, it sounds like a good deal. I'm, <laughs> I'm just done with the podcast now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we are. We're kind of switching it up today. Mm-hmm. I like it, man. I like it. Uh, yeah, because obviously. We, we play a lot of games, but there's there's a lot of other ways to be, you know, a nerd and to to uh, exercise, you know, your, your geekiness, I guess. Yeah, so if you stick with us, we will show you all of those ways. Yeah, we, we'll teach you how to be ostracized from social groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tired of being popular? Hang out with us. <laughs> You'll be eating at restaurants and going to see movies by yourself in no time. <laughs> But not expensive restaurants. So that's no, fun. no, yeah, you'll be you'll be sitting in the back room at an Arby's because <laughs> you spent your last dollars on these fucking books and fifty pound board games. What the hell was up with Gloomhaven, man? That was bigger oh than my apartment. God, I know it's insane. Uh, Those are ridiculous. They are. I I I bet I I could have packed my last apartment into that box. Yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a cool game. I, it is. I was I was impressed. I thought, man, this is such a cool, like, tight rule system, and I, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's, there's a, lot. a lot happening in that game. I assume we're going to get to it in a little bit, right? It's probably on your. You're going to have to try and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagined it was on your list. It's it's pretty yeah pretty bitching. Yeah, yeah. My my office has been the gloomiest of of, of havens of late. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was gonna add that joke in way later, but I couldn't yeah. help it. It just came out. Yeah, it, it was. It was like a bird out of a cage. At least it's out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to deal with that ever again. <laughs> so that's what we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, yeah. You're you're covering the uh, the old board games, and I'm covering the old pen and paper RPGs, which will be great because I never really ventured too far into pen and paper RPGs mm. because I'm a lame nerd. Yeah, I was too busy you, eating Arby's the whole time. You've got, you've got, basically, you've got your, your niches. You're like, yeah. I'm a nerd here. I'm not a nerd over there. Mm-hmm. Like LARPing, right? I don't think either of us have, have, <laughs> what? No. have no. gone down that no, road. No, man. Yeah. What? There's I don't, always room. I don't know even what, what that means. Debased depravity. Totally not depravity. dressed as a knight right now. I think debased depravity would be a good name for a band. Deba- debased depravity. You know, I was in a band once that we, and, uh, we couldn't settle on a band name, so we we went with Dormant Behavior. Mm. No. That's kind of nice. Uh, it really made me mad. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it just... You wanted something more rock and roll? No, I, I wanted something that was less dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and if any of my old band members are listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. it's like true. I tried to speak up. But I did. I voted. Yeah. I was teaching today. Uh, we were talking about... The medieval era and we're talking about monks 
and I was telling him what a monastery is and what monasticism is. I was like, you guys all, like the next high school band you make, you should name it the Monastic Monks. And they all kind of rolled their eyes. They're like, that's a terrible name. But I think it's, I think it's a great name, the Monastic Monks. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You guys can take that one for free. If you're listening and you're like, you need a band name. Uh, there Monastic you go. Monks. De, de, what was the other one? De, depraved Depravity. Oh, I forget. Debased Depravity or something. Thanks. That sounds right. Yeah. But you can't take dormant behavior. That one's already... It was, it was already taken and then chucked into the old bin. Yeah, dude. So I was teaching today, and it's been kind of cool. We're, we're, we're learning about the medieval era, which is about a thousand-year period. I I don't know if I'm a bad teacher. I just tell my kids to round up all the time. Like It's like, yeah, it started in 476, but really, let's just call it 500. You know, that's... Close enough, right? <laughs> this, so it's like, this is 25 years? Yeah, it's 500 to 1500. That's so much easier to remember than 476, which is when Rome falls. But, you know, it's like, it doesn't start the day after Rome falls, right? It's like, come on. There's know, a little man. bit of wiggle room. So, Anyway, that's been cool. Tomorrow I get to teach about the Crusades, which are fucking crazy. I mean, yeah. I knew they were crazy, but just getting refreshed and reading up on them, it's it's wild. Uh, I I had forgotten this, but there was a children's crusade in the year 1212 where 30,000 children kind of like left mainly Germany and France. And they kind of all got together because there was this like really charismatic kid who who kind of he was like, I have this vision from God. We're going to go into Jerusalem and we're just going to convert all the Muslims. So they weren't like like the other crusades were like heavily armed and they just like murdered anyone who you know looked different than them and and the kids they they were like we won't murder anybody but we'll just convert everyone and it's kind of wild because the main kid he's like i'm going to we're going to make it to the mediterranean sea and then it's just going to part for us Mm. and then we'll go across and all the kids are like yeah great great but they got there and the sea did not part for them and the two adults who they had hired to guide them uh, sold, took, kidnapped them all and sold them into slavery. Oh, man. Not a good start so, for old Rufio. No, that, that crusade did not end well. I mean, none of them actually did for, for anyone involved. But right. anyway. Yeah, I think the whole point of crusade is ending badly Yeah, for someone. Yeah. And I've been talking a lot but. I've also played some cool games. So, oh! But what about you? Have you got to have you uh, got to check anything out new, or have you just been stuck in Gloomhaven? Or I've been mainly in the realm of Gloomhaven. I did play a bit of Sheriffs of Nottingham, which is another mm. board game. I probably won't talk about that one too much. Uh, it it is interesting. And then as far as video games go, I've been playing a lot of Ghost Recon Wildlands again. Oh, cool. You got you got kind of sucked into that because you were you had. Not played that for a while, I think. Right? Yeah, it, it had been a while. I actually, uh, last night, did my very first attempt on killing the Predator, which I guess oh! is still in the game. I thought that that was... Uh, I thought so as well. And then nice. I and I got a text from my brother being like, I'm fighting the Predator, I need your help. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I hopped in there, and yeah, he destroyed us. But that might be oh, because wow. I'm super low level, because I just kind of drive around when I'm playing that game. I don't really do anything. So <laughs> You're just admiring the foliage. Yeah. You know, just taking the dirt bike out in the dunes. Do some do some sweet jumps. So I gotta ask this. Have you ever gotten a text from your brother saying, I'm fighting the Predator, I need your help, besides? Not as often as, yeah. you know, as as it used to be. It got real weird there for a while. <laughs> oh, God. Out of context, that would be such a weird text. <laughs> no shit. I'm fighting the Predator, help me. <laughs> And it'd be really funny if, like, out of context, you like, no, or here, call me back later. I'm busy. Can't help. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so are you kind of warming up to Wildlands? I know at first you were a little bit disappointed with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's nothing that would ever break into the top ten list or honorable mentions, but it's just kind of it's a fun game just to jump into and. If I'm feeling like running and gunning, I can do that. If I'm feeling like doing the sneaky, stealthy sniper thing, I can. And I can mm-hmm. also jump on with several friends and we can run around in the world and do things. It's, you know, GTA-ish 
with mm-hmm. the sense of open worldness. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all right. It's it's satisfying what I need right now, <laughs> which is okay. to snipe everyone. Uh, I was um, I'm surprised to hear about a, le- a level system. I don't remember the last Ghost Recon that had a level system. Yeah, this one is um, you. You not only have a level up system, but you also have to go collect skill points. And then you also have to collect resources of different kinds and certain, and you have all these different level up trees and certain trees require different resources to level up different perks and stuff. So it's just, it uh, sounds overcomplicated. It's really not. And it's just a blah kind of level up system. It's nothing I would write home about, which if I wrote home about anything, that'd be weird. Nobody (laughs) writes home these days. Dear home. Just, just email home. Yeah, nothing to email the house about. <laughs> uh, do you do you feel like it's sort of like just a division clone, like just division set out in the wilderness? Yeah, it's division with with vehicles. Huh. It's like division and uh, just cause had a baby. Oh. And then they put that baby up for adoption, and Tom Clancy was like, "Hey, you look familiar." Yeah. Yeah. Come, come live with me. Baby. <laughs> come live with me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a weird image. Uh, yeah, but what about you? Have uh, have have you been playing yeah, any of those so, games lately? Yeah, uh, the the one I just picked up yesterday was Subnautica. Um, Dave from the store, he he was like going nuts about it, so I was like, okay. And so when I got home and looked into it, a it was twenty five bucks. I was like, well, shit, that's I got I got a little bit of credit. And B, it was a VR game, too. I was like, wow, a, a cool underwater VR game sounds lovely. And it, it's been pretty rad. I've been playing that a lot. And just figuring out, like, you know, at first it's like, man, you can stay underwater for like 30 seconds and you're like always coming up for air. But but as you start crafting, you get larger and larger oxygen tanks. And then you can start building structures underwater. I have not gotten that far yet, but... Huh. I I'm I'm really digging that game. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. So it's it's like a Minecraft for scuba divers. Yeah. Yeah. And, Minecraft. It, it, maybe Ark. Yeah. You know, it's it's not as stressful as Ark. There are creatures kind of out to get you. Like the the scariest one is this fucking pufferfish. Like you don't. He kind of lives in this kind of plant, so you don't always see him coming. But, like, you get close enough to his, like, area, and he just, like, starts screaming and flying right at you. And then he just explodes. So it's, like, always stressful, like, every time. What the fuck? I know. That's what I thought. Wait, is this, like, a fantasy fish game? Like, pepper fish don't actually do that, right? So, (laughs) yeah. Do I need to be afraid of the ocean even more than I am now? (laughs) I swear to God. The premise of the game is that you are, you're far 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 in the future you're on this large kind of mining spacecraft that uh crash lands on this planet but the planet is an ocean planet that's all there is uh there's no land at all is it ruled by kevin costner (laughs) yeah he's he's front and center nice um yeah so you immediately just you're trying to survive and um at it's like 75 percent relaxing because you're just swimming around and it's beautiful it reminds me a little bit of echo the dolphin when i oh man echo the dolphin god i love that game it was great uh but then there there, there's stress because you're starving and you got to make food and then there's like these fucking creatures and at first you don't know what's going to kill you and what doesn't so that that is a little bit intimidating well i'll give you a heads up right now shark shark will kill you that's yes if there are sharks in the game which that would be foolish if there wasn't yeah, well, there, there are shark-like creatures, I believe. So, nice. Yeah, man. So that the, that's the game I've been playing mostly, and uh, and thoroughly digging it, man. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. So uh, to kind of get back on track here. Yeah, yeah. With our, our with our topic, maybe maybe you you could explain to me what mm-hmm. is what is so great about pen and paper games? Why 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 should mm-hmm. I listen to you? Yeah, <laughs> about pen and paper games. When I could go play sub uh, subartica sub mm-hmm. subnautica subnautica. It's one of those things. Yeah, 
Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> I remember, I, it's kind of weird, like Dungeons and Dragons it has a bit of a shady past. Like when I was growing up as a teenager, I grew up down in the Bible Belt and D&D had this uh, stigma about really? it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it had this stigma about it that it was sort of like a gateway to Satan and um, nice. like playing D&D, like basically you're, you're going to be possessed. And um, oh there's, there's a lot of stories out there about it happening. So I don't know. God man, forbid like, you use your imagination. Oh, sweet Jesus. And, and learn math. Oh, <laughs> but uh yeah, so it was like sort of like bad boys played D and D when I was growing up. Really? Uh, yeah, man, it was sort of like a, a rebel kind of thing to do, and now it's <laughs> not at all. But, right. But back then, so um, oh, slowly but surely, I just heard about the game, and I think I must have been twelve or thirteen, and I was um, working with my uncle. We were cutting lumber, and uh, I was helping him log. And I got eight bucks a day, which, like, to me was just amazing. And yeah. I'd saved up, like, 40, 50 bucks. And um, this, our neighbor, he wasn't, he was, must have been in his mid-twenties. And he invited me and some of my cousins over to play. He had all the D&D books. And he was kind of like, we were way out in the woods. So he, he just kind of wanted to play. Because, of course, we were, like, fucking, like, kids. So we didn't really know what we were doing. But he, he was a good sport about it and just kind of like ran a game for us. And and I was really hooked. And like lucky for me, he was super addicted to cigarettes. And he he sold me all of his books for like the 50 bucks I had saved up. And that's really when I got into it. Because he was like, look, dude, I never play this. Nobody around here is cool enough to play. You know, if you want all these books, I need some cigarettes and I'll sell them to you. He's like, okay, cool. So. I wound up with the, like a really nice library of books. It probably was three or four hundred bucks worth of stuff, you know. And as a as a twelve year old, that's you know that's that's huge. But anyway, man, um, I that's when I really started getting into it. And I was I was with my cousins. We were all about the same age. So in the summer, you know, we would go out and play this game called Gladiator, where we we made our own weapons and we just kind of like beat the shit out of each other. We had yeah. We had a hit point system, and we made forts, and you would storm the forts, and and uh, they were they, those battles would get pretty intense. But when we weren't out there beating each other up, we were um, inside playing D anD D. And my cousin Jeremy, in particular, was I don't know, like an amazing storyteller, and he would make these campaigns just off the top of his head while we were kind of just like, oh, I go over here, I go over here, and he would. He, he had these storylines that, that, you know, really were just really cool to experience. And I remember at one point we made our own kind of like uh, alter egos. So he was like Sir Jeremy and I was I was Sir Zach. And I think like my nickname was Nova Scotia or something like that. But, <laughs> but we, we made ourselves in the game and then we were trying to like kill each other in the game. And, uh, and it was it was just a really great introduction to to D and D. Um, so much like board gaming, it's a social endeavor where you're with other people, and you can't you can't have a great game without a great group, you know. And if if someone's too overbearing or takes the rules too seriously or is just in a crappy mood, then the game's just kind of passable. But but when everybody is like on the same page and you're really telling a story together. It's one of the most lovely things you can do. I mean, you, depending on the system that you play, you have these rules and you know these 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 worlds that you're all kind of immersed in. And the more you kind of like let go and buy into those worlds, the more fully you get to participate and enjoy it. Um, so so certainly the social aspect is is lovely. In pen and paper, ultimately it is role playing. Like. You can just show up and kind of be yourself and, you know, have a good time. But you can also really get into this character. Like, you make them. You tell everybody what they look like. You tell you find out what they're able to do. But you can also 
be like, man, you know what? This character, like, I'm a I'm a pretty nice guy, but this character is not. Like, this character will steal your shit. Yeah. And uh, will shank you at, in the night if if they don't like the way you look. And you know, or you could you could be like, you know what? I'm a real dick in 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 real life, so I'm just gonna be an altruistic. <laughs> Like lovely human, and unfortunately, I don't feels. think that's how dicks in real life see it. They're like, you know what? I'm an asshole. I'm gonna play someone nice. They're just like, I'm awesome. Yeah, everything's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, a great group makes a great pen and paper RPG. Uh, the dice themselves, like, they're just they fucking look cool. I mean, a yeah. dodecahedron, like a twenty sided dice. Yeah, get up. Uh, on making your character is always just one of the funnest parts of the games. Like, man, what? Like, I have this kind of, like, wide array of options. Who, who am I going to make? Like, you know, who, who do I want to play this time? And, and that's, that's always a blast. And then, you know, just as you play, you, you get these, these epic scenes in your mind. You know, things that, that have happened that you remember. And you like, you're, like, reminiscing with your friends about an experience you had that was all in your mind in a weird, in a weird way. You, you think about it. But it's it's something that everybody shared. That moment was was shared by everybody, and you know, as like someone who also runs games, I have a lot of fun writing the story. Like this is a story that's not just going to be in a book. Not to belittle, belittle that, but this is a story that I'm going to try to get everybody engaged in, and a story with maps, villains, other heroes. And like, what's this common denominator? It's going to get everybody going in the same direction. You know, how do you do that without it being a forced, like, you all decided that you're going to do this. And so now it's time for that game. Like, no, like, here's where you're at. Here's an opportunity that comes along. Is it enticing enough that the whole party gets behind it? Or are they like, you know what? Fuck that. We're just going to go rob the next village over or whatever so you know as as the person running the game there's a lot of fun there because you have to be flexible and dynamic with who is in the party uh, while also giving them enough stress and opportunity that that it's an enjoyable experience and you know also being willing to like kill everybody in the party is like okay you guys just walked into a big trap you know unfortunately these characters are now dead um so hashtag re-roll i guess did did you ever have the temptation like where you just pissed off at someone one day and you're just like you know what you're fucking dead man (laughs) (laughs) oh no he just rolled three nat 20s and you have perished (laughs) yes you are you're a memory i have it i i have gotten close to killing people as a dm um and i did straight up murder somebody as a player character one time which uh you know, was just sort of like the person I was playing, but sure it was. But, yeah, <laughs> it, there's there's nothing. Yeah, nothing ulterior there. Right. No. Yeah. I I I I really like trying to be pretty even keel with a party, and uh, I I think I'm probably a little too nice. I think I tend to to not challenge or kill people enough. If that, please don't take that out of context. I'll be running for office someday, and someone's <laughs> yeah. just gonna run that in an Can ad. You believe this sound clip? <laughs> Zach says he doesn't kill people enough. <laughs> well, given our current administration, you'd probably get elected right off the bat. <laughs> that would be a big hit. Two two things I I wanted to just say about pen and paper. My experiences. Uh, one was my very first foray into it i was asked to make a character whenever you were talking about how making characters really fun i had a blast doing that i thought it was great yeah because i was given a book and i had never looked through any of the rule books or the or or anything so i was given a book and i was flipping through the pages and seeing all the different races i could choose and the classes i I could be and all this stuff and i was like so I, i can take this race in this class and then i can make a whole backstory for this person and that was a lot of fun and i actually worked on it for like two weeks and i created this whole culture for this nomadic oh lizard tribe that lived in this like <laughs> desert mountain area in a way and i was really proud of it because like the tribe name was 
like an anagram for the god they worshipped. <laughs> and like all this shit. stuff was going on, and I was like, "This is so great!" And so I showed up to the to the play group, and these kids were they were younger than me, but they had been playing. They were super enthusiastic about it, but they were. I quickly discovered a lot more silly. Yeah, we're playing it because they were there was a lot of uh, indulgence in intoxicating substances. Right. During like, the play, I'm look at that hot lady. Yeah, like oh my god, dude, I'm gonna stab him in the butt. <laughs> and I was, I was like, oh no. And so I, I, I gave my character book basically. It was just two pages, but yeah. I, and I gave it to the DM. And he, and he looked at the name, and he's like, okay, is this your name? I was like, yeah. And then he just handed it back to me and said, great. I was like, wait, hold on. You didn't read it. And, he, and he's like, I'm sure it's fine. And I was like, yeah, I know it is. <laughs> because I fucking wrote it. Yeah. He's but like, dude. You didn't look at it. like, dude, you need, to, you need to acknowledge this shit and, and write this into your campaign. This is yeah. <laughs> like, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> uh, but it, it, yeah, it just turned out that. It wasn't really a group that focused on uh, the role playing aspect that I was I was kind of looking forward to. Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of a bummer, but it also was an eye opening experience that there are so many different kinds of play groups out there right. that focus on on different things. And I discovered that was not my my focus. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 interesting when you get a great group. It's like for me, it's like this balance of not too serious but also not too goofy. Like you've got to be. Because I really don't want to sit around and be in character for two hours and like right. have to dress up and like bring my my mage's staff and shit. Pretty like I, there, Lord Zachary. Where out yes. thou going? And you're like, I'm just going to grab another beer, man. It's like, yeah, dude. Fetch Everybody me another down. pitcher, good man. And you're like, what is this beer? Do you mean <laughs> ale? And it's like, okay, dude. Seriously, man. Like, so yeah, it's like somewhere in that middle is like you know sometimes you want to indulge that and and really try to role play and then sometimes you want to have a, a, a really fun time and, and goof off so it's it's tough man it's like basically like any social exercise finding the right dynamic yeah. is, is tricky and it it depends on you it depends on um the other folks and what what you're interested in and it's cool there is that range but uh, but i'm with you man i i don't i don't want to just kind of sit around and 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 just like laugh at everything because yeah it's yeah sometimes sometimes serious is okay yeah i mean you know i was i was definitely all on board with some silliness but uh the the second point i, w- I was gonna say about my 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 dnd experiences was trying to run a game oh cool my brother had bought the old dungeons and dragons board game from like back in the early 90s maybe maybe uh-huh. late 80s I, I don't remember but we had played it when we were kids and he went through some weird like quarter life crisis and instead of buying a car he bought a board game <laughs> <laughs> and so i ended up playing it and i was like oh man i'm gonna totally run this game and so i, I got some friends together who had played it played D before and i was running the game and man they just made it so hard on me to properly dm it because they kept yeah. throwing these wild ideas and they're just like you know what i'm just gonna do this and mm. it's and i knew that if they had been playing you know somewhat seriously or if they had been taking it seriously at all they would have not done that mm. it was like just yeah it i i i won't even mention some of the things that they said because i was like <laughs> really that's where we're going with this <laughs> It's my first time. We're in five minutes, and you're going to do what to his skull? Like, come <laughs> on, man! And so that kind of like just soured me on it. Yeah. For a while, because I was just just over that. <laughs> but but I uh, I I got to play with you a little bit, and that was that was fun. Except for the fact that my character was <laughs> basically pimped yeah, out dude. to an orc. You got. You got bad luck with this yeah, shit. I, yeah. I, I don't blame you for avoiding it. That's why I stick with board games. <laughs> <laughs> still, still, cool. uh, you know that that interaction that that you get from tabletop games, but without the without the anti luck mitigating circumstances. <laughs>
Yeah, well, cool. So, yeah, why is that your your uh, preferred poison? What what is it about board gaming Man, that, that you're you're into? I don't know really. Um, I think the reason why I like board gaming is because when I was younger, I I grew up playing multiplayer systems such as the Nintendo sixty four, the GameCube were two systems that I played a lot of, and I always had four people, and it was just the social interaction. Mm. And today, you know, you can play online with people, but you're not doing couch co-op. And couch co-op is so non-existent these days. And everyone has right. lives to live and stuff. So it's it's kind of hard to get that back. But with board gaming, it's bringing that back. And it's more, in my opinion, immersive because you're all gathered around the table. So you're actually making more eye mm-hmm. contact than just sitting there brainlessly clicking buttons staring at a tv sure um which is not how i view gaming at all but it's just the example i'm 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 using at the moment but and it's also really cool because there's evidently a bajillion different games you can play i mean right i moved in with a friend of mine uh god was it two years ago now one year i don't know a while back and we just Got it in our heads because we love playing Access and Allies. Oh yeah, but that game is so long and it's like you know whatever. But we got it in our heads that we were going to start a board game collection. And I had been watching a uh, Will Wheaton's show on YouTube. Oh Tabletop. right, yeah, that show's yeah, pretty cool. and you know it it was great because I got to see a lot of games and how they were played and all this stuff. So I knew what I was getting into because I don't know if if you noticed, but board games are expensive. <laughs> They're like video games, some sometimes more, as in the case with Gloomhaven. Yeah, it's it's like I'd say an average of like a hundred bucks for for some of the really yeah, great games. For right? for for some of the really really good ones, they are they're up there in the nineties one hundred. Uh, the first game I I think that really captured me was Dead of Winter, which I think yeah. you and I played with Kimberly and yeah, Tisha. That game was awesome. It was, and it was it was it was the first experience that I had ever had cooperatively playing a board game with your friends. Because mm-hmm. usually you play a board game and it's everyone trying to win. You know, Monopoly, sorry, Candyland, God, <laughs> Peppermint Forest. But yeah, that licorice. Oh peppermint. God, yeah, it made me hungry. Uh, <laughs> but. So you're playing this board game with, you know, two or four players and you're all working together and it's just super weird and it was awesome. And then they went further because Dead of Winter, just to explain it to people, is uh, you are survivors in a post-apocalyptic zombie world and you are trying to survive in this compound that you've secured as the constant like zombie horde is coming in, you have to go out and scavenge for supplies. So, like you have to crawl through zombie-filled streets, hoping you don't make any noise, and you make it to your location. And then while you're there, you, the zombies are keep coming after you. And then you have crossroad cards, you have crisis cards that are just amping up the tension even more. And then mm-hmm. to top it all off. One of you could be a traitor <laughs> trying to actively take you all down, which is just so you put all of those together and it's it's a strange mix of tension and just fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, it's 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 so great. In the in the first several times I played it, we didn't use a traitor. And I still just love the hell out of it. And then the traitor aspect came in and you know, there's there's a chance no one is a traitor. So there's mm-hmm. always that, like, who is it? Is anyone the traitor this time? And you can <laughs> exile people, and everyone has their own personal goals, so everyone's doing some dodgy shit. And it just felt like you were living in an episode of Walking Dead, but, like, one of the good episodes, not season two. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's It was just such a eye-opening experience for me that mm-hmm. I... I dove headfirst into the board gaming world and i'm i still never look back and i also think that kickstarter was really i mean it's lived up to its name it kind of in my opinion kickstarted board gaming to a whole new level yeah 
Yeah, I would. I would totally agree. I, I, I think that the level of sophistication and when you look back at Axis and Allies, a game like it used to be called Samurai Swords, and then it's been been renamed a few times. But a game like yeah, it's called Ikusa. Ikusa. So a game like that, like those games are uh, pretty intricate. Right. There's all these pieces and there's all these rules. Yeah. Compare like Axis and Allies to Gloomhaven, you know? Oh like, man, yeah. It's like night and day. Like like the the level of depth, kind of freedom to like have this new experience is remarkable. I mean, it's it's an evolutionary leap if if you think about it that way. Yeah. Well, the the cool thing about Gloomhaven is that it has. I mean, as we mentioned, the box is massive, so it has so many friggin' pieces. I've had to buy several different add-on, you know, storage containers just mm. to store the pieces properly. So I, yeah. I have them on hand so I can easily access them. But the thing I love about Gloomhaven is that it's 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 very D&D-like. You know, you're in a mm-hmm. fantasy world, you're going to these different dungeons and you're crawling through it and you're fighting enemies that pop up. But there's it's card based combat, so it's the battle system is really interesting and fun. And if you're playing with someone else, it's really crazy because you don't really know what they're gonna play. And I won't go into the rules too much because that's that would take all night. But uh, the fact that it doesn't really have a story, it ju- it allows you and your friends to write your own story. You find mm-hmm. out about your group and what their intentions are as the game progresses. So you kind of write it as it goes and it starts growing and growing around you. And it's really cool to see where different groups go in that, because, you know, after the first scenario, it's kind of like, well, let's go somewhere else. And everyone's game is different. This is so much. It's insane. It's 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 all it's kind of overwhelming. Kind of like uh, Skyrim or The Witcher Three, in my opinion. You know how there's just so much to those games. Yeah. And uh-huh. you feel like there's not enough content because you want it to be endless. But let's face it, you're never going to play all of it. You're never mm-hmm. gonna finish every side quest in Skyrim. I will. I will one day. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made that decision. <laughs> that is my new goal. I'm gonna finish Skyrim, just to contradict myself. Yeah, I, I, you know, some parallels with with pen and paper and board gaming, and and I think Gloomhaven is probably one of the best examples. But the art direction and kind of the aesthetic beauty of of the of the physical objects. So like. You know, when I look through a book, and it could be like a and d 5th edition book or could be a World of Darkness book, you know, you just see these beautiful, like, illustrations and these maps that are like, they just wake your imagination to be like, oh my God, what, what could be, you know, behind that door or, or what kind of trap could that be? And, and um, many of the board games that are coming out, I think, are finding that parity with with pen and paper in that it's like just gorgeous you know it's Mm -hmm. no longer you know no no longer do you have these kind of like little tiny plastic things that might represent a person like like a meeple they're like yeah exactly they're like beautiful pieces of art and and you know with gloomhaven it's like the characters oh yeah the, the characters you play it's it's beyond what I've seen in most RPG systems, pen and paper RPG, or whatever gaming digital. But like the the level of detail and thought that they put into just the characters in the game, that that kind of knocked me over. Right. I thought that was incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm actually looking at at the two miniatures that I'm using in my solo game right now on my desk, and you're right, it is it's so cool, and these are not painted. Um, and yeah. and also to see what what people have done just to go the extra mile with the art. There's like 3D molding companies that have made like 3D models of the Gloomhaven realms and stuff, which is really crazy. Whoa. But yeah, uh, like the miniatures, um, the game the 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 game Blood Rage that we have not played yet, but we are totally going to. 
those miniatures are insane. Just the just the figures. I mean, I mean, hell, I would buy the entire game just for some of these figures. There's a game on Kickstarter right now called Hate that we were talking about before the show. Those right. minis look friggin' rad. They look so damn cool. And I don't know, yeah, just just the art style of a lot of games are really awesome, and they're just amazing. And just the rules that people are coming up with, the, the mechanics that just come out of nowhere, and it's just like, oh my god, why did why did it take so long for people to think about that? Right. Yeah, I have I have a friend. Uh, maybe we'll try to interview him sometime. But he is developing a board game that is based on the Iranian Revolution. So. Oh my. He wants to make a game that just talks about what was happening in Iran when, um, you know, they had sort of the, the religious revolution. And I mean, it's just incredible. Like it's a it's a format for telling a story and for uh, having people experience something in common is really, really lovely. Yeah, I think that that uh, in video gaming as well, all of those are just really cool formats for storytelling and just getting people to be knowledgeable about these things that have happened or things that are happening mm-hmm. or just learning a new language right. you could you could somehow harness that mm-hmm. to where it's interesting and fun <laughs> and people yeah. will actually be like oh okay i i'm now immersed in this and i now understand more yeah yeah i think uh i think the the common element you know we we're talking about video games and then pen and paper and then and then board games you know for it to be an experience that kind of draws you out of yourself you want to have other people around the table so having people on the couch having people in the room with you rolling dice having people sitting around that that board is is the that's what's elevating it to kind of this next level to 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 making it a communal experience as opposed to you know sitting by yourself um playing a game you know you're connected with 120 people like battlefield one you're connected with 128 people but you it's definitely not the same thing about yeah you you don't even you don't even talk to most of the people because they're like eight-year-olds just running around cursing yeah (laughs) (laughs) so go back to halo oh yeah uh yeah no and to to elaborate on that i've 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 come to find that Board games are such a great way to meet people. Like, you 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 know people, but then you play a board game with them, and it just feels like you've bonded over this specific thing. Mm. I played Resistance with a group of strangers up in Portland last year, and yeah. it was kind of a stiff, weird uh, hangout. Like, I was I didn't know anybody; they didn't know me. It was strange. But then we played this game, and afterwards. We were all having a great time and all chatting like we were old buddies because we played a couple cool. rounds of resistance and like it just broke the ice and everyone was like, "Oh, you bastard! Yeah, I can't believe you were the spy," <laughs> and all this stuff and it was amazing. And even in the in the the life that I I, I have now, we hang out with a quite a few people, but none of them are board gamers. But I've been slowly introducing board games into you know, couple nights or hangout sessions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, look at this board game. It's super easy and don't worry about it. And we play it and they're, they have, they have a really great time because I, I, I think a problem with board games that people have is they look at a game, like especially like Gloomhaven, and it's yeah. really intimidating. You yeah. just automatically think, there's no way I can learn the rules to that. I don't have the time. I don't have the attention span. But most of these games are super easy to learn. Dead of Winter... That looks insane, yeah. but it's really easy once you start playing it. Settlers right. of Catan, I always was incredibly intimidated by that game, and then I played it last year, and I fell in love with it. And it's so simple. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's one thing that's still, uh, I think pen and paper has a lot to learn, because most pen and paper RPGs, I think, are very complicated. Yes. And like, not only is character design difficult, like someone could take two weeks on their character for instance like who would do that but lame asses (laughs) (laughs) but to run the game is like it's a heavy investment of time you know like figuring out um like how much 
How much damage does sulfuric acid do in round one when you're drinking? I have an AC you know, of like... five. <laughs> what was that one? The Thaco? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Thaco, <laughs> man. Thankfully, they got rid of that. I remember being a kid yeah, playing Baldur's was... Gate and being like, what the hell is this? And then I would just look at my brother and be like, my Thaco is off the charts. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> That was the that was some advanced mathematics for that was second edition D and D which is this the set I bought I was talking about that earlier and so Thaco stands for to hit an armor class of zero yeah, why wouldn't and it? basically you had to start at zero and then determine what your actual armor class was it, it was a big fucking mess and I, they got rid of it I think by probably third third edition and then there was 3.5 and then four which i don't think anybody played and now there's fifth edition which i have on my list because um i think fifth edition is one of the better rpg systems and is getting closer to that parody we're talking about of like like really difficult pen and paper rpgs um some of them are starting to toe that line and uh the one i would mention uh, I think I'll talk about it later, but Dungeon World, which was the one that you and I played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's where good old Bumble Durkin's got the uh, the shaft by the orc. Oh, Bumble. Oh, Bumble. Man, it's probably, I mean, it's one of my favorite systems because, you know, like if I if I have a group of people coming over, I'm like, man, let's, let's role play. And they're like, I have never fucking role played. I don't, I don't, I don't trust that shit. <laughs> I don't believe in that. And I don't want to take nine days making a character i was like okay this this character you you'll make it in 20 minutes you know and it's like it's pretty cool so anyway uh that's what i have to say about that you know it's it is an interesting thing about you were talking about like the parallels of pen and paper and board games and to kind of just touch what what i spoke of just a moment ago is that i I think board gaming has has reached such uh a level to where there's so much to its library that there is something for everyone. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't think I, and I, and I think that that's one of the failings of pen and paper. Maybe, I don't know. Strictly a, appeals to a more selective demographic than yeah. board games. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, board games, you can look at it and yeah, you have you, a lot of, a lot of people say, Oh yeah, no, I, I love board games and they think clue. Right. But there's also party games like the Resistance and our game that that we played all the time, Werewolf, or the Ultimate Werewolf, yeah, where we had a right. blast. Uh, yeah, such a great game. And then of course the harder games, Gloomhaven, and and now just to to touch base with our video game and roots, they're they're making board games of of video games. There's there's the Doom board game. There's Dark Souls and Bloodborne, which I've heard incredibly good things about. Fallout just came out, and people are freaking yeah. out about that. That's insane, you know. And I think I think board games have a leg up there because I do too. like almost everyone has played a board game. Just trying a different board game is not like revolutionarily difficult. It's like, you know what? I've driven um, a four door sedan. I could probably drive a SUV. It's not like, you know, it's not like out of the realm of possibilities for you to try gloomhaven if you've played clue it's like like listen they're both boards they both have rules you know chill the fuck out and you'll figure it out <laughs> but like chill i give you a character sheet and it's like okay i'm leaving yeah. you know it's like i think board gaming is just a little bit easier for people to jump into uh, once you've played pen and paper you you're like curious about systems and you're like okay what what kind of world is going to be fun for me and like what what kind of rule system do i think makes the most sense is like streamlined or just is fun or whatever but it really i think you're right i think it takes a bit of a leap of faith to kind of sit down with four or five weird looking nerds and like (laughs) and then let go and like you know what i'm just gonna fucking be this dwarf i'm gonna own it or it does take a little bit of uh I don't want to say courage, but but it, it takes the ability to be goofy and weird in front of people. And, and that's not, you know, we have a hard time being kind of vulnerable like that in front of 
strangers, I think. Yeah, well, and also, I think that a lot of people have a hard time letting letting their hair down, let's just say it like that. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. Is, and, and whenever I, I mention that I've been slowly introducing board games to our friend group, it, there are there are some times where I've I've gone too far, and I'll introduce <laughs> something like Above and Below by Ryan Lockett, uh-huh. and it's really it's just such an amazing game, and I want to really talk about it for a really long time, but I won't. <laughs> but it's it's really pretty, but it had the mechanics start they they start getting a little complicated. There's there's a whole resource management. You're building a city or a town on this hill and you're also delving deeper into these caverns under your mountain and there's a scenario book and you have to like use lamps and all these different things so it it starts getting a bit more tricky and people are i've noticed they get a little hesitant around those games because they just automatically see a bunch of rules and they're like this isn't yeah exactly you know it's (laughs) king king of tokyo for example, is a really great game to bring a novice board gamer into because it's right. just it's it's colorful, it pops, it's easy. There's very little pieces. You just hop in, you roll dice. People know Farkle. It's basically Farkle with monsters. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, and so it's really easy to do that. But to get someone into a game of Shadows over Camelot, which mm-hmm. I will go out on a limb and say that game sucks. <laughs> I did not like it. It was stupid. The end. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just so weird how um you, you kinda have to but once once you coax people into it, once they play King of Tokyo, they're gonna be a bit more willing to try out Settlers of Catan and or Sheriff mm. of Nottingham, which is basically a game of bluffing your way through it's it's a game of you're a merchant and you're getting your goods into the town past customs. Mm. That's the game. But for some odd reason, it's, <laughs> it's really colorful and it's funny because everyone it swaps and everyone else is a customs agent then. And so it, it's, it's that kind of level of silly fun where people are like, okay, well I'm not too serious. I'm not getting it too serious. Right. I'm not, I'm not a nerd. I'm not a nerd yet. <laughs> I'm not. A but nerd then they yet. come over and Gloomhaven sitting there and they're like, Oh no, what have I, like, what have I done? They this wake up the next day and they're like, I swear to God, you tell anybody, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> so it's basically like for both pen and paper and board gaming, you're basically just luring people <laughs> into the darkness and, and, yeah. uh, corrupting the minds of your, your does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> well speaking of correct corrupting friends and family um i think let's have a quick word from our new sponsor and then i think we should take a break yeah. and uh move on to episode two okay all right today's sponsor comes from a company called mandatory respect and their ad goes a lot this it says let's face it today's teenagers are unruly they're undisciplined and they're spoiled little sissies. What with modern medicine, inclusive television shows, Jake Paul and his idolization, and then trophies for just showing up and picking your nose. It's no wonder that our teenagers think the world revolves around them. Well, not anymore. At Mandatory Respect, we work with you to design the perfect kidnapping scenario to show your kid that maybe life isn't quite as cushy as they've been led to believe. A nice dose of tough love is is exactly what your team needs to start acting respectful and to finally do the goddamn dishes. We'll whisk your child away to a discreet location and hold them until you're ready to ransom them back home with a two-week maximum for most kidnappings. And we even have packages where you can storm the keep and rescue your child, showing them that you really do care. While you're enjoying some peace and quiet, your teenager will be without their cell phone for once in their life and will have to do mandatory chores to keep the kidnapping bungalow tidy. Bland food and water are included in the reasonable fee. Choose from mild to extreme PTSD packages to ensure that for the rest of their days, they're taking down a few pegs and they'll stop strutting around like they own the damn place. 
If you're ready to put your kid in check and to have a nice vacation from all of their disrespect, call Mandatory Respect today for a free consultation. All right. Man, our sponsors are getting real weird. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I think we need to start implementing some maybe standards. maybe just some guidelines. <laughs> just be like, hey, hey, could 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 we not do this? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm sure this is this was probably not legal in many states, but well, yeah, it's 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 definitely not based in the U.S., is it? Yeah, you'll have to get in touch with them. I don't mm, know the yeah. details. I think it's an island nation of Huatli. Huatli. <laughs> It's like a poor man's Hawaii. That's a Magic the Gathering reference if anyone gets that joke. Um, All right, guys. Well, we wanted to thank you for joining us for episode one of our nerd cast where we're we're really just nerding out. Yeah, man. Nerding out hard. (laughs) Like, lost track. Lost track. It got so nerdy. But that's okay. Now you feel the the pain of all of our friends and family and all the folks we've chased away. And you may be wondering to yourself, how do they have partners in their life? I wonder that from time to time. I, it's it's a constant <laughs> thing on my mind. <laughs> just, every day I'm like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> I wonder why that's the case. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you uh, next time on A Good Way to Time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. All day. <laughs>